anyway, sorry, okay, and so yeah, it's just interesting, um, when you get to hold in your hand someone's life, because it's kind of like a phone, when, have you ever had your friend's phone and you, like, try to mess with it and you're like, okay, where is everything, like, where are the, like, the apps that I need, what are these things, because it's kind of tricky. You know, some things are very personal, like phones, wallets. And when when you go through someone's phone, which I wouldn't recommend, don't go through people's phone unless they let you, unless they say like, oh, can you text my friend for me because they're driving or like, you know what I mean? Sometimes your friend will, or somebody will sparingly be like, hey, can you please do this for me on my phone? You know, don't do it because it's... You know, you're in, you're sneaking around and stuff. Do it because, you know, they asked you to or you're curious. And they consent to it. But, anyway. Um, so, I, I realized this. And I was like, you know what? It almost makes me, like, wonder what little things in our life that we do that really impact other people, you know? Like Adam, like Adam really hit home for me. I like felt for Adam, I was like, man, I really hope Adam found his wallet. And I never, never knew who he is. And I probably never will ever know who he is. And this is the thing about human nature, I think, that humans are willing to be connected. We're willing to learn about others and we're willing to be curious. It's kind of like celebrities, you know, like Britney Spears or Rihanna or whatever, um, whoever you like to hang out with, or hang out with or listen to, whatever. And if you hang out with these people, you're awesome. That's great. <laughs> but, uh, most people don't hang out with those people. Um, anyway, sorry, I'm getting on a tangent. Um, anyway, it's kind of like celebrities or like a president. You know about these people, and you feel for these people. Maybe, like, something that is going on with them. Maybe they had a baby, and you're like, oh, that's really cute. Like, that's so wonderful. And, you know, you're feeling that emotion. You're like, wow, this is, you know, you're almost in tears sometimes. When I was reading the note from Adam, I was almost in tears. I was like, man, like, I can't believe this. (laughs) Like, poor Adam. Like, hopefully he got his medications and everything's okay. Um... But anyway, but we don't actually know these people. Like celebrities, you don't actually know them personally. But how, then how is it that you can still like read a, a story about them or read a misfortune or a fortune and be like, and feel it? We're intellectual. We're emotionally and physically intellectual. And I think that this is powerful. It's kind of like what happened with George Floyd. With George Floyd, yes, it was in my city. Yes, it was somebody's brother. Yeah, it was somebody's neighbor. Yes, it was in front of somebody's grocery store or convenience store. But all around the world, too, there were many people that felt for Floyd. Did they know him? No, they didn't know him. They didn't know him at all. Did they? Did I know him personally? No. Did I walk where he was killed and buy some food and some snacks where he had been? 
Oh, absolutely, many times. I had been in that man, in that neighborhood many, many times. But did I know him? No, I didn't. But I felt for him because he had more in common with me than not in common. He lived in Minneapolis. He was a brother. He had siblings. He had a family. And this is what and how we bond with others. It's because we have these small similarities. One thing that I always say in my podcasts, keep people close to you that care about you and understand you. When it comes to sobriety, we need groups of people that understand us. When it comes to talking about addictions, chronic illnesses, it's nice to have a group of people to talk to about these things. Because it makes you feel less alone. It's important. And that's why socialization is so important. And it's funny because a lot of people will look at technology, right? Going back to valuables. Wallets. Wallets are valuable. Um, But these things can be easily replaced. Are they convenient to be replaced? Fuck no. They suck getting replaced. And it's tedious. And I hope nobody fucking loses their wallet because that shit sucks. Will you survive? Yeah, probably. (laughs) Most likely. Unless it's like a robbery gone wrong, which God forbid that happened. But... You know, most, I'm pretty sure most people survive, unless it's like an armed robbery or something like that. And phones, right? Phones are very valuable to us. They have our informations, they have our money, they have our identifications, they have our connections, they have our contacts, they have our reminders. It's very, very important. It's very, very valuable for people, not only in regards to money, but sentimental value too. You might be you might have pictures of dogs. You might have pictures of your family, your babies in your phone. You know, you might be a grandmother and that's important to you. Those are sentimental values. But most of those things can be replaced. Most of them can be replaced. And so in a world full of technology, technology has taken over it really illustrates to us one thing that is very very important to the human being human beings want connection and it's funny because we've accomplished this in many ways we've accomplished this before technology you know with wheels so that we could wheel our selves and our supplies around somewhere. We created cars so that we could drive around. So that we can see more places. We can be more places. So we can stay connected with others. Phones. Why would you want unlimited texting? To make sure that you're talking to your friends, you're talking to your siblings, you're talking to your family, you're talking to whoever. We want to feel that connection. I could argue that technology might take away some of that personal connection. And if it does, that's bad. 
but sometimes it can be good. I just think that with everything that has been going on in the world, especially COVID, it shows the humanity of humankind. We all are from different countries, we are from different cities, we are from different ethnicities, we are of different customs, languages, family dynamics, sexualities, gender. But we all work together. We all wore masks, we all got vaccinated. We work together so that we could be alive, so we can prosper, so we can live. And why would that be so important? Connections. We want to see our grandparents. We want to see our grandbabies grow. We want to see things. And that's so human. Curiosity. Love. Sympathy. Empathy. Genuinity. And I think that often, sometimes, we look at all the hateful things that are going on in the world, but there are some very great things that are happening, too. There are people that are working hard, scientists working hard to make what is best for people. There are people every day that take out fires. There are people every day that wake up and do what is best for their children. It's nice to remember these nice things, like these beautiful things of life. I'm not going to be too positive here because I remember one of the podcasts that I had um, talked about earlier about that um, toxic positivity. And this is not toxic positivity. This is not. I I had somebody email me and be like, can you talk more about that? I will. I promise I will. Um, Not in this podcast, but I will. Anyway... I just want everyone to know that I hope that you have a great day. It is really rainy here in Minneapolis. I don't know how it is in your city, but I'm sure it's beautiful in some way. And if you're encountering some hardship, I just want you to know that pain doesn't last forever. Things don't last forever. It might be hard right now, but you can do it. Do something nice for yourself. If you like to run, if you like to play video games, if you like to try new foods, do something nice for you, because you deserve it. And safest, safest, safest of travels.